0: Hello everybody, this is David Chaviano, In this episode of SAP Learning Insights, we're going into the career realm with the help of Gert-Jan Klaps. He is an SAP Innovation Architect and SAP Mentor at the Value Chain NV out of Belgium. So with the start of every episode, we always want to get the hero's origin story. Hello, Gert-Jan. Tell us a bit about yourself, your education, professional background, and how you came to be the professional you are today.
1: Hi, David. Yeah, as you mentioned, my name is gert Klops. I'm working as a SAP innovation architect at a Belgium-based company called the Value Chain NV, and I'm part of the sub-mentors group since the end of last year. To get back to my educational story, let's say, uh, during my education at Erasmus Hogeschool in Brussels, I chose for a specialization within applied informatics called IT business management solutions. In this specialization, I received two years of deep dive in SAP development in general. And at that time, the focus was mainly on ABAP, ABAP object oriented, WebDim Pro ABAP and uh, Web Pro Java. So when I started my professional career, I actually started out as a ABAP developer. And over the course of the, the, the years, uh, the sub Technology has evolved quite a lot. So, uh, thinking of Fiori, some business technology platform, s 4 and so much more. I'm quite lucky that I'm really into technology, let's say. And whenever a new technology was released, I actually started working with that technology right away. Mm-hmm. And next to that, I've always made sure to get certified in each and every topic. I've been working with and it's mainly thanks to that knowledge and and I've built up during the past years I recently changed my job from being a pure SAP developer to an SAP innovation architect
0: okay very cool you mentioned at the start of your studies that um it sounded to me like you just sort of fell into the SAP world is that just strictly by coincidence through the it just so happened that where you went to university happened to be focusing on SAP, or did you have sort of the targeted interest in SAP before that? Well,
1: I didn't have a target interest when I
0: started my
1: studies, let's say, but when we got the chance to choose our specialization, we did get an introduction in each and every specialization. And it was quite obvious for me that I wanted to start developing tools and software for businesses to improve business processes and if you look at it from that point then the it business management solutions was the the best fit Mm -hmm. which luckily included sap as its main topic
0: great so you chose wisely for sure still happy um (laughs) glad to hear you mentioned the, the the value chain as your current employer can you share a few words about them and what they do
1: Well, uh, the Value Chain MV is an SAP partner based in Belgium with offices in the Netherlands, Luxembourg, and Switzerland. We started out in 2011 as a small consulting company, and over the past 10 years, we grew to about 380 consultants. We're mainly focusing on on doing end-to-end S4HANA implementations, but also sub-customer experience implementations, And when I talk about sub customer experience, I mean the whole portfolio. Next to that, we have a strong focus on custom development and extensions using business technology platform. And we even have a a separate unit for hyper automation using the low code, no code tools uh, within business technology platform.
0: Oh wow. Okay, so you guys are you guys are at the cutting edge of implementations and um new SAP technology it sounds like.
1: That's what we're aiming for. Let's say my main or our main motto is the only limitation to innovation is your own imagination, let's say.
0: <laughs> Very cool to hear. And and maybe for the newbies out there that are listening. Basically an SAP partner is a collaborating company out there in the world, in the market that is working alongside SAP to uh, expand the reach of SAP in terms of assisting with implementations on the customer sites and coming up with maybe localized SAP solutions for what's needed in their local industry or environment. So if if you're looking for a job in the SAP ecosystem, if you will, uh, it's very possible that you don't necessarily get hired at SAP, but could end up working for one of our partners. So just the FYI for for those of you out there that was wondering what an SAP partner is. All right, so going back to the career focus, um, starting as an SAP developer, what is an SAP developer and what exactly do they do?
1: Well, in my personal opinion and experience, an SAP developer is a developer with a clear focus on one or more SAP technologies. And uh, what do they do? They basically extend standard SAP business processes in the most efficient way using the technologies at hand and following the SAP
0: best practices. All right. What sort of qualities um, would you say a uh, partner that's looking for SAP developer is looking for uh, maybe soft and hard skills? What sort of people are they are they searching for out there?
1: Well, if I look at it from my point of view, an SAP developer knows at least or can learn one of the main programming languages used in SAP technologies nowadays. So from my point of view, those programming languages are ABAP, JavaScript, Java, or recently the SAP low no technologies with the, the new SAP build portfolio. And next to that, I think an SAP developer should be able to keep up with everything that changes within his area of expertise. Uh, I don't have to tell you guys that technology is evolving quite fast. It's hard to keep up. So at least the the main areas of your expertise, you should be able to keep up with what's happening there.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, just as a side note, what, what percentage of time would you say um, out of, out of the work week, would you say you spend just keeping up to date with new developments alongside your your everyday work if i have to think of a percentage i would say next
1: to my full time job i think about 10 to 20% a week on top of that
0: okay so wow so
1: about a half a day maybe a little more but i have a quite broad experience and area of interest let's say so maybe for someone focusing on smaller areas of expertise, this can be quite less than that, in my opinion. Okay,
0: but it, it sounds like this career path definitely brings the concept of lifelong learning to life if you're always following, on a weekly basis, uh, new developments out there in the area that you're working in. Yeah, for sure. Um, in general, so this is something I've heard, I don't know if it's true, but uh, regarding when you first start following the sort of development the developer path if you will is the most difficult hurdle to get over achieving proficiency in one language and after you do that you sort of get a sense for how other languages will ultimately work so is it easier once you achieve proficiency in one language you sort of get the baseline or basis of, of computer science if you will uh, ingrained in your head with that single language and then it's easier to expand to other languages or or areas?
1: Well, that's a yes and a no, in my opinion. I think that really depends on how many programming experience you have and your ability to to learn new things. I do agree that some of the basic concepts are similar in in each programming language, but each programming language does have its own way of doing things. and, And don't forget best practices. So, things tend to be different in each and every programming language for example i still remember when i uh, moved from or moved or learned myself javascript next to my ABAP skill where an ABAP language is a typed language where a lot of checks are performed before the actual code is activated In JavaScript, you're talking about an untyped language and that switch wasn't that easy for me because you'll notice that errors only pop up when people are actually using your software. The typings are not checked beforehand, like in ABAP. So there are some, some differences in each and every programming language that you'll need to learn to understand and comprehend basically.
0: Okay and maybe this is probably a, a long question to answer i don't know if you could maybe give me the nutshell answer to but in the sap ecosystem would you be able to explain why there isn't sort of one do it all language across the landscape why several languages are are being used for um throughout the sap ecosystem
1: that's indeed a hard question and actually with a quite long answer, I think. But in a nutshell, I think ABAP yeah, was the first programming language within SAP. And it's still, in my opinion, if you look at the core development uh, within SAP, it's still the most powerful language. But with cloud coming up, you need to look into other technologies and there you do see that JavaScript and and Java do get the upper hand in terms of performance and and
0: cloud readiness. Okay. And maybe another follow-up there. So in terms of um, BTP and BTP extension, for example, I imagine it's possible to become an effective expert in BTP with one or another one of these languages, right? So there's no predefined language you need to be proficient in in order to become an ptp expert right
1: no you don't for sure you don't need to know each and every one of them you can already get a long way with javascript for example you can use it for back-end developments using sub cloud application programming mode you can use it for front-end developments using sub ui5 or Fiori so Even with one programming language, in this case, JavaScript, I can already get quite far in my career.
0: Okay. And would you say uh, it's possible to maybe achieve... So let's say you have a particular business goal with SAP BTP, as an example. It would be possible to achieve the same goal with multiple different languages, right? It could be possibly a stylistic choice, maybe?
1: Yeah, for sure. You can mix and match your programming language as you see fit within BTP, but in general, or at least that's my recommendation, I do see that companies tend to choose for one direction. So either JavaScript or Java for their backend developments, front-end wise, you typically see that Java does have the upper hand. So if you have Java developers or only ABAP developers and you want to do uh, backend developments, then you typically choose one of these languages and you finish off your front end, let's say with uh, JavaScript. So it can always be a combination, but if you start from scratch and you start with new developers, let's say, then an obvious choice would be in my opinion, JavaScript, because in terms of BTP, you can do both the backend development and the front end development mm-hmm. with one programming language.
0: Okay. Fair enough. I mean, maybe zooming back out to the general developer topic, how many different types of developer are there? So you, you've already dropped some terms um, back in front end. So how many different types are there out there?
1: Well, that really depends on how you look at it. In my opinion, there are four main types of developers, regardless of the fact that they work in a cloud-based or a non-cloud-based environment, typically see in my opinion, front-end developers focusing on user interfaces and user experience,
0: mm-hmm.
1: back-end developers ensuring that that front-end is provided with business logic and the way things are integrated with each other, an integration developer, which is focusing purely on integrating different systems with each other. And then with the recent announcements, low-code and no-code developers do have their own place within the developer Ecosystem, let's say, um, they're also known as the the citizen developers who are using the low code and no code technologies to create end to end applications, basically. Okay,
0: and w- which area would you say is in highest demand, if you will, in the SAP ecosystem at the moment?
1: I think front end back end integration. It's it's a mix and match of these three: low code, no code. Not that much yet, but I do think that will change in the future. So if I look at it from my point of view, maybe 1st backend developers, then front-end developers, then integration developers, and last low-code no-code developers at this point.
0: Mm-hmm, okay. Um, how much money would you say they make compared to a, a non-specialized business administration job, for example? Because there's a lot of technical expertise, and I imagine a lot more upskilling time Uh, required for a developer versus somebody who's uh, more on the business end
1: and this one is really depending on your level of experience i think i think it's hard to put a number on that one but at least if, if i look in belgium you can expect some additional benefits like company car with a fuel card a laptop a cell phone a cell phone subscription an end of year bonus so hard to put on a real number there in my opinion but do expect some extras let's say
0: <laughs> okay fair enough um yeah and, and i, I imagine those benefits are going to vary according to country so that's a, a, quite a difficult question
1: yeah maybe worth mentioning that uh, i've only started my career as an sap developer so i never have seen the difference in real life between Uh, general administration job compared to an SAP developer, let's say.
0: Okay. Did you have to travel a lot as a developer?
1: Well, in my experience, no. Uh, I don't think a developer has to travel much, but I do think that's really depending on the company that you're working for. I do know some developers that are not necessarily working as a consultant, but they do travel with each and every project that they're doing outside of the country for example but i think that's that's also basically your own preference i i, ch- I think you choose your employer based on the fact that you like traveling or that you don't like traveling and that's something you discuss with your employer in general if i look at it from my point of view i didn't travel a lot okay let's say 10 percent if i have to put a number
0: on it all right all right so that that at least um i guess lays the landscape for listeners that you could go from zero to close to 100 percent, depending on, on what your preferences are in the job description so i guess it's quite flexible there's a lot of opportunities and options there for for all types of folks um to choose from yeah for sure all right fair enough and i i guess the next question the answer is probably going to be similar how long are the hours? So in, in my mind, and based on some anecdotes from conversations I've had, um, would you say that this is sort of a burnout job that you do three years before switching? And I, I say that based on just um, discussions I've had with consultants outside of the SAP ecosystem doing other things. And I'm just wondering, to what extent is that is that applicable here? Or is there a, a good enough work-life balance that you could stick to it without... Um, bang your head on the keyboard eventually
1: in general i would say it's not a burnout job uh, but do expect some long hours in in some projects but i typically experience long hours when whenever there's a go live so when you see that new things going to production or you actually go live with for example as for hana but in general my opinion it really depends on the boundaries that you set for yourself and how flexible you are towards your customers or your employer. I myself am quite flexible. So let's say doing a day of 10, maybe even more hours, no worries for me. But I did notice during my career that there should be a boundary. It's it's not like you can keep working 12 hours a day and working on weekends, etc. So I think it's it's mainly finding your own balance
0: with doing long hours and taking some time for yourself. Okay. So work-life balance is possible. Uh, it's good to hear. Definitely. And uh, what sort of career mobility would you say the developer role has to offer uh, opportunities to move up um, either to leadership positions or to higher level of technical expertise, if you will? Well, um,
1: I I think there are several career paths available for SAP developers. I've seen people grow from an SAP developer to sub-technical leads, subunit unit leads, technical architects like myself, but even managers. So I think this one, again, is, is really based on what your own dreams or goals are and how much effort you're willing to put into your own growth path.
0: Okay. And, and I, I guess you could maybe speak to that a bit and that you've moved on to being an innovation architect. Could you say a few words about what that job is versus um, where you started? Well,
1: as an SAP developer, I was basically filling my days with doing developments. Uh, that was my primary focus. While as an innovation architect, you can look at it like a technical architect. i more focusing on the the architecture of software and more focusing on the innovations that are coming within SAP in general. So that can be on the ABBA platform, ABBA cloud or business technology platform, everything that's evolving there, the the sub cloud application programming model, SAP Fiori, the new services that are being released. And I'm not really deep diving into them myself always Mm -hmm. but i'm more trying to keep a high level overview of what's available and what we can offer to our customers
0: okay i hear the term architect used a lot so and i've sort of defined it in my own head based on just the context that i've seen it in but maybe i could ask you directly Um, so would you say developers oftentimes very much into the micro into the the nuts and bolts the the detail and behind lines of code and an architect would be looking at the larger picture and how all the pieces that developers are creating and how those things fit together. Is that accurate or am I way off? That's
1: 100% correct in my opinion. So right on point there.
0: Okay, cool. So my intuition was correct. So since you've taken this path as a beginner, can you comment on how a beginner actually becomes a developer? Um, and, and maybe how Do I find out if this is right for me? Um, Is there there some sort of personal reflection that has to take place before somebody decides to (laughs) invest their time in in trying to become a developer?
1: Well, I think a good start would be to determine your main area of interest, let's say. Will you be focusing on, for example, front-end development? Do you like UIs? Do you like the user experience? Do you want to focus on backend development or maybe integration or, or low-code, no-code uh, development? So I think if I look at it from that perspective, that's my first thing I would decide, knowing what I know now, at least. When I started out, I didn't know this, but I think choosing one of these main areas of, of, of interest should be or could be your best guess to start a developer career uh, within SAP technologies. And next to that, of course, I would get familiar with the basics of the main programming languages. uh, Let's say ABAP, JavaScript or Java, or if I choose for an integration part, then the integration principles in general, or if I choose for a low-code, no-code development part, uh, get familiar with what is low-code, no-code, and nothing holds you back to combine some of these areas of interest, Uh, I can say. I want to focus both on front-end and back-end development, so perfectly possible. And as a beginner, once you get yourself familiar with, with the basics of the programming languages you'll be using, um, I guess you should look into the SAP specific frameworks and tools that are available for this area of interest. If I think in terms of front end development, the main focus should be SAP UI5 to build your sub Fiori applications. Okay. For back end development, I think you should differentiate between two important frameworks. And if you choose the ABAP part, we're talking about the RESTful ABAP programming model or in case of Java or JavaScript, we're talking about subcloud application programming model. And of course for integration, we talk about sub-integration suite. And last but not least, for low code and no code development, you should look into the sub-build portfolio.
0: Okay. Very good info. Thank you. Um and maybe just a, a personal question from your own learning journey early on. Was there a point when you started studying this where it clicked and you, you realized for sure that this was for you? Or did you always know that um, this was the direction you wanted to go, at least before actually starting your studies?
1: Well, um, I must admit that the real click I got was during the introduction of the specializations within my studies. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they talked about the IT business management specialization... We actually got an introduction to SAP and we did see some companies that were using software that was built by actually someone who graduated the year before. And it was really nice to see that they got improvements in their business processes just by small. Actually, it was a small tool they built, but they got so much advantages from it. That's really when I made the click for myself. This is something I want to do. I don't want to focus on games. I don't want to focus on networking. No, I want to focus on improving business processes.
0: Okay, very cool. And and also quite fulfilling, right? So finding something that probably doesn't run so well and making it work better. For sure. And has tangible impact and makes people happy with the way things are running. that's, That's a very cool superpower to have.
1: I couldn't agree more.
0: And in terms of, and just in the same vein of getting started what learning channels are available out there for those who want to explore becoming an sap developer
1: for me there are three very important channels first of all and that's something i missed in the past but the sub learning journeys mm-hmm. they are free and they provide you a complete learning path towards an actual certification so that's for me the number one at this point uh, in my career, let's say. Next to that, you have the SAP Developer Center where you can find a lot of free tutorials and how-to guides. And number three, which is a paid option, the SAP Learning Hub, which includes even more courses in the form of of e-learnings. I'm quite lucky that at the value chain, we do have the subscriptions for the, the Learning Hub and I still use it to do my certifications
0: for example. Okay, very cool. And maybe up and coming, soon to be even more relevant, it will be learning.scb.com. That's uh, currently being populated with a lot of uh, developer-oriented um, learning journeys and content. Yeah. So hoping that our, our next generations of developers start coming from learning.scb.com, at least with their initial experience and certifications. And speaking of uh, certifications, is a SAP certification necessary to be an SAP developer?
1: Well, in my opinion, it's not necessary since a certification doesn't prove everything. Uh But I do strongly recommend to get certified in your areas of expertise, as it does prove to your employer and customers that you at least know that you know the basics of the technology that you're working with. And personally, I try to renew my certifications every year, and by doing so, I actually prove to my employer and to my customers that I'm keeping up with everything that's evolving within my areas of expertise. So if you ask me, is it necessary? No. Is it very highly recommended? Definitely. Yes.
0: Uh, fair enough. And, and especially, I guess, in lieu of maybe formal job experience, that's definitely going to help improve levels of trust between um, potential employers, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. And outside of the realm of of beginners, would you say it's practical for an experienced person who's maybe more in the business side of things or doing something else entirely to switch career paths into the developer role or is this a domain strictly for those who have been who have started at age seventeen and have been studying for for years on end
1: uh, for sure I think depending on the level of your programming experience let's say Uh, if you were more on the the business side of things and you do have for example some programming experience that you use as a hobby let's say to do some home automation or whatever Mm -hmm. all the small things that you know in terms of programming experience can help you advance in your career path as an sap developer but next to that i think the, the the main learning journey for an even more experienced person is quite similar to the one of a beginning developer or SAP developer in this case. Mm-hmm. So in my opinion, it boils down to choosing your area of interest, getting yourself familiar with the right programming languages, and getting a deep dive in the SAP-provided frameworks and, and tools.
0: Okay. And um, I'm not putting myself in the shoes of, of a new developer who's maybe gone through the gauntlet of, of learning, getting certified. Uh, getting hired and um, ending up eventually on a project, what sort of resource channels, let's say if you're out there in the field as a developer working on, for example, integration project, as as a random example, what sort of resource channels can that person call upon if they run into a problem during that project and they can't quite solve things on their own?
1: Well, if I look from my personal experience, My first go-to is the SAP community, of course. There are a lot of people out there with a lot of experience that can help you out. Uh, Whenever I personally run into an issue that I can't seem to solve myself, I first look into the SAP community for blogs or maybe even existing questions uh, from people that are actually experiencing the same issue that I'm having. And if I'm unable to find an answer, I just described the issue in a new question and maybe important, an important remark there is the more information that you can provide to the community, uh, the better the chances are you'll get a good answer. And next to that, of course, if the sub-community can't help you out based on your uh, analysis the problem is is not in your development a maybe a bug in in an sap product you can always create a support ticket with sap support
0: okay so so there's plenty of um help out there for those beginners who are still learning the ropes so to speak and um maybe need some help yeah
1: for sure definitely and next to the community you you should always have
0: your colleagues as a
1: backup i
0: guess yeah for sure okay so maybe going a bit more into the sort of uh, the project area domain from your own personal experience are there any interesting stories from the field so regarding a project you've worked on anything extraordinary or fun that you've seen out there
1: well for me Personally, as a consultant, I've, I've seen quite some customers over the years. And what I do like at each customer is getting to know their business and getting a tour within their company, and seeing how people are actually doing things in real life is an additional insight you get as a, as a developer. And this has influenced the way I designed developments I did for these customers, just because I've seen what they're actually doing in real life and what they actually need. If I look at one of the, the personal biggest accomplishments I had uh, during my career was a digitalization of a warehouse. When uh, when we got a tour at the, the packing department, everyone was keeping track of what they were doing on paper. Wow. And after they were finished, They went to a central computer, logged into SAP and basically entered what they wrote down on paper. So that project consisted of creating an SAP Fiori app, which would be used at each packing station and each packing station uh, got a touchscreen computer with a barcode scanner. Mm -hmm. People are now getting their packing instructions directly on the screen. They confirm each instruction by either using the touchscreen or uh, by scanning barcodes. And for me, it's nice to know it was the first Fiori app within quite a big company. It improved the number of packages they can process each day up until today. And it seriously reduced the number of mistakes made during packing. And even nicer to know it's still running after, I think it's been six years now. So... They're still working with it
0: on a daily basis. Wow. That's got to be a great feeling to make that much of an impact. Um, Do you mind saying how long it took for that to take place or for that project from start to finish to go live?
1: Uh, From start to finish, about six
0: months. Okay. So six months investment of time and effort leads to years of increased productivity and improved processes and saving a whole lot of paper. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. For sure. All right, so um, we've taken up a lot of your time by now. We're we're going into 40 minutes now. Just to close, uh, do you have any words of wisdom for the listeners out there who wanna learn more about becoming a developer? Uh,
1: From my personal experience, when you start your professional journey as an SAP developer, um, be sure to surround yourself with the right people. By doing so, you'll be able to get your career to the next level, as I did, I hope. And next to that, What I find important is try to find a a mentor within your company who has more experience. Uh, By having having someone to have your back in complex situations Mm -hmm. is great and you'll be able to learn from other people's experiences. And last but not least, never stop
0: learning. All right. Awesome. On that note, on those words of wisdoms, We thank you very much, uh, Garit Jan, for your time and expertise and uh, to everybody listening out there until next time. Thanks for listening, by the way, and uh, looking forward to talking again. Bye everybody.